Like the guy, my mechanic said he can't get to me till Friday, and I was like, "This is a good excuse to like work from home and like get some mental a health break." Okay. Um, yeah, since I've been a little stressed out in the last week or so, so um, this has been good for me. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Making lemonade out of your lemons. Yes. That's what, you know, they told me and Beyonce reiterated. So. <laughs> and if Beyonce reiterates it. I'm saying. Uh, I mean. Okay. Hey. That's hey. Who are you show, to stand? Show. Yeah. I know. She, she showed those babies um, recently. She showed... Oh, did she? Yeah, because, you know, apparently during the tour, she, like, had some home video, which she usually does, and recently she just dropped a picture of them on her um, website. So I was like, yep, oh, they look like Blue Ivy and her. Oh, I bet they do. Mm -hmm. Well, thank yeah, God for they... that, though. Thank God they don't look like they daddy. No. One of them looks a little well, cause like Blue Ivy looks like her daddy, but she looks like a cute version of her daddy. True, true. I mean, you're right. You, you could tell that she's yeah. You could tell that's yeah. her dad, but it's not. But yeah, you wouldn't want anyone coming out just looking like looking just like, like him. Yeah, with those yeah. feet, those strong features on like that little bitty face. Yeah, it's mm, a whole lot. It's a whole lot. Yeah. All right. He's not yeah. a handsome man. Oh gosh. Again, I, I have my thing about Jay-Z. You have like a thing about Jay-Z? No, like, not like I have a thing for him. I'm just like, my thing about Jay-Z, he reminds me of that guy who you don't necessarily think is cute, but he's fun to be around, so that makes him more attractive. Like, I've always uh, felt like he had, like, maybe a good personality, he seems like. Like, he's, fun, <laughs> he's a fun to be around. I always get that from Jay-Z. I'm not a Jay-Z fan at all, but I always feel like, Hey, he seems like you know a fun guy to hang out with. So that so his charm, more, his charm, his charm makes him more attractive. And uh -huh. there's like lots of guys out there like that where you're just like, this is true. Yeah, you're not cute, but like you're charming as hell. Like true, <laughs> true. You got swag. So I've um, actually heard that about Snoop Dogg. Again, another one who is not attractive to me, too way too skinny, but. He seems like a good time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if he has, like, a barbecue, like, I'll go to Snoop's house for a barbecue. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Does it sound <laughs> like a good time? 
Minus the weed, yes. Minus the weed, that's a big minus. I feel like that's the bulk of the party. Yeah, I know, but it's just (laughs) like... I feel like the barbecue would be like slamming, like he has some wings or something. So yeah, the, food the would drinks be, would yeah, be. Food would, yeah, I feel like drinks. the food would be like popping. So yeah, yeah, this is true. I agree. I agree. I'm saying like there are just certain people like that. I don't know. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. It's just funny. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But yeah, so Jay Z wow. seems like a cool guy. Like, I've always held that thing about Jay Z. Like, since he came out, I was like, yeah, you know, but oh, he seems fun. So yeah. Okay. Whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. He got Beyonce, so he must. Well, he got gay. Well, something. Mm hmm. Something. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What's in the news? <laughs> newsworthy okay i have two stories as usual i'm going to start with the more uh the sadder and uh more depressing one um so this is from uh yesterday's or it was updated uh story as of last night on refinery.com uh the headline is what you need to know about the murder of Neil wilson yeah. Um, and the byline is uh, by Andrea Gonzalez Ramirez. So um, an 18 year old black woman died after a man allegedly stabbed her without provocation Sunday night on a Bay Area rapid transit, also known as BART train, mm-hmm. um, train station in Oakland, California. Uh, Nia Wilson and her sister Latifah, who's 26, were traveling home from a family event when they were reportedly attacked by John Lee Cowell, a 27-year-old white felon with a history of violence at the Bart MacArthur station. Both Nia and Latifah were stabbed in the neck, but only Nia's wounds were fatal. She died at the scene. Um, Her sister was interviewed. Latifah was interviewed with ABC7 News. And she told them, she was just yelling my name, Tifa, Tifa, Tifa. And I said, I got you, baby. I got you. I'm her protector, and I feel like I didn't protect her. Oh, yeah, so sad. Um, Cowell was apprehended by police on Monday evening. The authorities still don't have a motive for the crime. According to BART Police Chief Carlos Rojas, he said at a press conference Monday, everything that we've uncovered up to this point, we see no altercation. We don't have any information that there was any type of dispute. It looks like it was unprovoked, unwarranted, vicious, uh, an unprovoked, unwarranted, vicious attack. Rojas told reporters there's no evidence at the moment connecting Cal to, quote, any type of radical group or to a white supremacist group, end quote, but authorities are exploring all possible angles. Hundreds of protesters took to the streets Monday to pay tribute to Nia and demand justice for her killing. Even though authorities haven't found whether the women's race played a role in the attack, many addressed the racial dynamics of the crime, Cowell, a young white man, attacking two young black women. Uh, Daryl Alum, uh, or Alums, Nia's godfathers, made a plea to the community to stand down while the investigation goes on. He's quoted at saying at the same press conference, we don't know if it's racist, we don't know if this was random, we don't know what it was, but we're asking the African-American community to stand down right now. Let's get this information to find out what really happened. 
Uh, then um, in a statement, Mayor Libby Schaaf sent her condolences to Nia's family and addressed the fears the attack might have been racially motivated. She says, as the mayor of Oakland, it's important I acknowledge that this horrific crime has a context. Although investigators currently have no evidence to conclude that this tragedy was racially motivated or that the suspect was affiliated with any hate groups, the fact that his victims were both young African-American women stirs deep pain and palpable fear in all of us who acknowledge the reality that our country still suffers from a tragic and deeply racist history. Uh, so I thought that was well said. Um, uh, a memorial was enacted outside of the station with calls, again, for justice for, me, for Nia. Nia had just graduated from Oakland High School. Her family said she uh, was interested in pursuing a career in criminal justice or law. She was also a lover of makeup and dance. Um, a GoFundMe page uh, with the goal of raising $9,000 was set up to help Nia's family. At time of publication, it had raised 22000 um, and then in uh, various other articles that I looked at, there's also a lot of uh, celebrity um, social media buzz around this news story with the hashtag uh, say her name. Um, mm -hmm. So you had um, folks like and really pretty broad spectrum, everyone from Anne Hathaway to Common to Tracy Ellis Ross and various others um, commenting. Did you see Anne Hathaway's comment? I saw Anne Hathaway's comment. It was, um, yeah, oh. it was it was good. Um, yeah. basic, basically, um, like white people, this our problem. Right. Yeah. Basically, like, let's not ignore this story. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, this is this is this is everyone's this is, you know, this is everyone's issue, everyone's problem, not just, um, you know, quote unquote, the black community or whatever. So um, and again, that hashtag say her name, which is also um, coupled off with the hashtag say his name. Um, both of those hashtags have been um, uh, used on social media uh, for much of the violence against African-Americans and police that we've seen over the last um, several years, we've seen publicized over the last several years. Yeah, um, start with the sad, kind of like, you know, Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland, yeah. Bland. Sandra Bland definitely started the hashtag say her name. And so uh, Nia Wilson is uh, for sure being included in that. So um, definitely wanted to take time out um, on this episode to uh, say her name, Nia Wilson, uh, rest in peace and I, I pray that the um you know that you know this investigation will yield you know some answers for the family um although I already posted it on our um our instagram oh did you okay mm -hmm. yeah wait okay look at you thinking um ahead of me good job oh uh, yeah i try you're on you're on it. So yeah, but just so sad. An eighteen year old yeah. girl. Um and but the pictures of her, she's so cute. She's adorable. And it's just mm -hmm. so sad. And apparently like this is like the third killing on the bar in like a week or mm. something. Oh, that so, I did not Yeah. Seen. And so there huh. are a couple other um killings. One where the man was like attacked. And he didn't die, but he ended up getting an infection and dying the next day. Jeez. But there were, yeah, there were three deaths, like, in Nia's being, I believe, the last one in, like, a week on the BART. So, like, I think the BART, um, the person in charge, the director, whatever, had, you know, made a statement. Because, you know, like, 
that's scary. Like I've ridden on the bar before, you know, ages ago. Oh my god, I used to I lived on the bar. Yeah, when well, I was, you, yeah, yeah. guy up there, up, you know, yeah, up north, up north. Um, so <laughs> it is up north for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like that's scary, and like so many people use the bar just to get, you know, everywhere. So, now, were these all like attacks, like similar to this, like knife attacks or assaults of this, or were I they think just one was a different weapon? I can't remember the weapons, but they were they did appear to be. I think, gosh, and I read the account of all three of them. Not now, I can't remember. I think at least another one was unprovoked. Oh, or interesting. Think, yeah, so I don't. Well, it's folks just I running them up on the Bart. Yeah, like that is scary. Like that's always like the fear, like public transportation. I just kind of have my earphones in, keep my head down, because folks are crazy, and like it's a you know, people who are crazy. It's like an easy way for them to get around, or they like sure. stay on the trains all day and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just like, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. No. and there's just a lot of crazy, and that's the thing. Like you know, I think um I I thought that it was um you know, the things that this article highlighted in terms of both her godfather and the mayor coming out and, you know, just saying, like, let's let's look and see what's, what this is actually about, but really putting it in context, I thought that was important. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of just straight up crazy people in the world. And mm-hmm. I see it all the time at my job. We have folks come in, stabbings, gunshot wounds. Um, and, um, and honestly, like, the problem with... Uh, the ongoing and um, surge in issues with meth and the things that people do on meth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I'm just, there's just such a broad spectrum of crazy that could be happening. Um, and so, you know, I, th- this really could be, it could, it be, could anything. be anything. The optics are what the optics are, but right. it could be, it could be, it anything. Could be anything. And, you know, like like me. Did you ever tell you that time I was walking down the street downtown, <laughs> no. and the guy was like, "Why are you laughing already?" <laughs> I'm laughing already because I cannot. Eat. I'm just. I'm bracing myself. Go ahead. Okay, so there was like <laughs> this white guy, like with a skateboard. You know, mm-hmm. going down street. I think I was going to the fiddle store or something. Walking in the fiddle store. And he was on a skateboard. He was complaining basically about how he can't get no oh, help. Remember that? Yes. And yes. all of that. And I was like, you know how I feel? Like, I was like, you are a young white male. I have no sympathy for you because basically you not achieving in life is your own fault. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I don't have sympathy for you. So I didn't say that in this course. I just kept on walking. But he was still just like railing and going on and just saying crazy stuff. So on my way back, he was still like there, like railing and crazy. And then I was on the opposite side of the street and he was like, I hate black people. And I was just like, whoa, let me like make a quick turn this way, but where there are more people on the street. Right. So like, yeah. So like if he had come across and like slapped me upside the head with the skateboard, then clearly. Right. That would have been a hate crime, you know, because he yelled, I hate black people right before he attacked me. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was just a, I don't know, that was just like an aside, but that just made me think about that. that was I'm just sorry, that's to, to make, I'm not trying to make light of what no, this was, no, but like, it I made me it. think about this and this, 
How like there are crazy people on the street. You just have to be careful. Like you just have to be careful. Like it's just and the thing is, I mean, not that like there's anything I think either of these girls could have done done. or that her sister could have done. You know, I feel so bad for the sister who feels you know, like she could have done more. She was the older older sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. And they said there was another sister with them too. Um, this article only mentioned the two of them, so I don't know, but they said there was a third sister, but only the two of them were attacked. Oh, so just like a third sister that was present. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that might be. So I mean, there's clearly there's very little as a woman, especially that you can do out in public and no, you know if a, so a man attacks you like that is I mean that is all of our greatest fears I think yeah. that um it's one of the things that I think uh when you know when we talk about um privilege and whatever and I think it's one of the things that uh, men often really don't think about like the privilege of just walking down the street without thinking about it like literally like right I, I really feel like you know guys like ha- like this it's, which is unheard of I feel like yeah. to me and every like all of my girlfriends like you never go outside at all I don't think without thinking at least about some aspect of your safety um right. whether it's the time of the day that you're like okay like you're taking that into consideration whether it's what you're going to carry with you whether it's the kind of shoes you're going to have on um or you know like there's just so many factors that you take into account yeah. just to walk out like the door it is like everything like there are times where i won't stop and get gas i won't eat but I won't stop and get gas at this station because it's like, oh, there's a guy hanging out here. There's this. There's that. You know, and I'm just like, no. Like, yeah, you have to consider that. Have you, have you seen Donald Glover's old, like, comedy special? He has, like, a joke about that. Uh-uh, about no. how he used to live in downtown L.A. He's like, not how. He's like, when it was, like, still, like, homeless people peeing outside. Like, he's like, you know, like, before <laughs> right. it got, like, nice like it is now. And yeah. he was like, and so, you know, my friends, he's like, used to come over to my apartment and like hang out and watch movie. It'll be late when they're leaving. They're like, could you walk me to my car? He's like, I was like, why are these girls always asking me to walk them to their car? Like, what is happening? And he was like, oh, you think you're going to get raped? He was like, so he was like, he's like, and that's something like, I'm never like afraid to like walk outside and walk to my car. He's like, and I'm like a little guy. He's like, but. Yeah, he's like, I never even thought of that. Like, right. I'm like, yeah, you don't, you know. Of course yeah. not. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I just think, you know, it's just, it's every, something tragic like this happening um, and some, you know, and the loss of life um, because of something like this is, you know, it's every woman's greatest fear, you know, like you're on public transportation, you're stuck there, you know, like you're on a, whether it's you're on the like actual station itself where you can't get you know get down or out from there or you're actually on the train itself and you know there's only there's nowhere to run or whatever like it's every woman's greatest nightmare I feel like so um, but I also became like really hyper aware of that after both of my parents passed away and I was like oh my god if something happens to me like who's gonna know or who's gonna you know what I mean like it's such a it's yeah it's uh, so scary yeah, I always think of that. Like that part of me is like, I feel like because I'm alone and single, live alone. Yeah, um, I think of that too, and I feel like um, the the worst thing would be for something to happen to me on a Friday night because no one would know about it till Monday morning. Um, 
because I wouldn't like I would not show up to work, you know, and then people would be like, what, you know, like it would be very like people would be alerted to the fact that I was just, you know, MIA. Um, yeah. And that happened to one of my coworkers, too. What? Like they had to do. So one of the people did a well check on her and she had died. See. This is what I'm saying. So, um, so yeah, I'm like, that would be, I mean, obviously the worst part of that would be whatever it is that happened to me on Friday night, but (laughs) yeah, the worst thing would be, I had to wait until Monday for someone to get like, you, like you would know, like, God, yeah, like I would know I'm like in a ditch somewhere. Um, Horrible, so horrible. horrible. I know, but again, now because you wouldn't post on Facebook for a day, and I'd be like, Andrea, hello, where are you? I go more than a day without posting on Facebook. You're not looking for my posts. No, no, (laughs) you're not. Like, I'm like, I may go a day or two without posting on Facebook. No one's like, oh, I haven't heard from Andrea in four days on Facebook. Like, nobody cares. No, but I'm trying to think because I don't talk to you every day. No, I haven't talked to you all week. I haven't been talking to anybody all week. Well, so. I'm just saying, but that's that's not right. uncommon. It's not uncommon that this is the first conversation that we have of the week, or like, sure. no, may- we text. We haven't. We text, yeah, but we don't talk yeah. on the phone. Um, yeah. and, we save it um, all for you. That's why this conversation is so long. We're saving like, it all for the listening so audience. <laughs> all ten of you, no. <laughs> all ten of you. All eleven of you. God bless you. Oh, and I told you. Um, Oh, that the baby, like, he keeps listening to our podcast. Shut up. We have babies in the audience. <laughs> yeah. We need to clean up our I act. Hey, no, no. Hey, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hot yeah. mess. Um, like, oh, by the way, he keeps listening to y'all podcast. <laughs> like, what? I love it. Oh, so little baby okay. fan. Baby, we have we're hot with the toddlers. What can we say? We are man. I'm saying, and that's a hard audience to break into. That is shoot. a hard audience to break into. <laughs> hard, hard democrat demographic to crack. Man, I'm saying many have tried and failed. And failed. But they and have failed. sophisticated taste. He has sophisticated taste. He likes Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. Yeah. You're semi French. Mm-hmm. They, they are semi French babies. <laughs> Fancy babies. You're so silly. Fancy babies. Fancy babies. Okay, go on. Go on. Story. Okay, the next story is hot off the presses. Oops. Hot. Sizzle. That's my sizzling. Yes. Sizzling. It's hot. Um, oh. Off of CNN. I'm smacking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Oh my word. Okay. I'm trying to get myself together for this next story. Okay. okay. Hot off the press. <laughs> Don't say the word. Okay, again. fine. Um, breaking so, news. Breaking news. Um. Okay. Stupid. You are the dumbest. You are right. Okay. God. This is from CNN.com, and because it's breaking news, there's uh, three reporters: Alexandra Field from Osan Air Base, Jamie Tarabay from Hong Kong, Barbara Starr, and Brian. Ryan Brown uh, reporting from Washington, D.C. And the headline is North Korea hands over the of American war dead. So from Osan Air Base, South Korea, an American military jet has left North Korea Friday because it's already Friday there after taking possession Mm -hmm. of what is believed to be the remains of U.S. troops killed during the Korean War some 65 years ago, the White House says. North Korean officials handed over the probable remains on the anniversary of the signing of the armistice that ended that conflict, which claimed the lives of tens of thousands of Americans, over 600,000 Chinese, 600,000 Korean soldiers, and over a million Korean civilians. Um, And can I just say, history is not my thing, so I had no idea this many people died in the Korean War. Hmm, Okay. Um, Yeah, not as many as Vietnam, but but I mean it's still like a very like you know people always say that like not as many as in Vietnam Vietnam was so like astronomical but this is still like a I mean you know it's just a really large amount of people um so it says uh the U.S. Air Force C-17 took off from Osan Air Base in South Korea Friday morning and landed in Wonsan, a city on the country's east coast. The North Koreans turned over what they say are an initial 55 sets of remains. It may take months of detailed DNA analysis to determine how many American service members can be identified. Um, CNN's Barbara Starr reports that each case of remains will be opened and photographed inside North Korea before takeoff. Upon arrival at Osan Air Base, U.S. I hope so. Right? Upon arrival at Osan Air Base, U.S. forensic... (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry. We're just going to take, like, boxes from North Korea unopened. Right. (laughs) Yeah, just bring them with us. Just, oh, yeah, we trust you. No worries. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Upon arrival at Osan Air Base, U.S. forensic specialists will then conduct a more in-depth assessment of the remains, as well as an examination of any military uniform, identification tags, or documentation. That review could take up to five days. This will be followed by a formal military ceremony at the airbase before the remains are flown to a U.S. military laboratory in Hawaii for DNA analysis. So the return of the remains was one commitment North Korean leader Kim Jong-un agreed to when he met with U.S. President Donald Trump in Singapore Singapore on June 12th. The transfer has been repeatedly delayed since then. At one point, North Korean officials canceled a meeting with American counterparts to discuss the handover. Even as Friday began, there was still uncertainty over whether the transfer would occur. With the return of the remains, the onus shifts onto Trump. The North Koreans could now argue that they had begun to fulfill, 
quote unquote, their part of the bargain struck in Singapore. Uh, the White House statement, uh, statement from the White House says, today the chairman is fulfilling part of the commitment he made to the president to return our fallen American service members. We are encouraged by North Korea's actions and the momentum for positive change. So there are... Uh, mm, it sounds like they're kind of punking us. Well, here's the thing, and this is what's interesting. There, according to this, there's thousands of Americans who remain unaccounted for after this war, which began uh, when North, the North invaded the South in 1950. Korea was divided into two parts under Japanese rule before and during World War II. After the Japanese surrender, the Soviet Union occupied the area north of the 30th parallel, and the United States occupied the area south until 1948. Of the nearly 8,000 Americans who were killed in battle, missing or captured, more than 5,000 of them were believed to be in North Korea. Now, since 1990, North Korea has repatriated the remains of 340 U.S. troops. And I don't know if this 340 is including this 55 or on top of. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay. So there's some, I mean, so there's been, I guess, movement in the past. So this is like positive movement forward. Obviously, any amount of remains that we get back is positive. Um, but it's still like, a, I mean, more than 5,000. And we only have maybe a total of 340. Let's say, it's, let's say 55 on top of that, close to 400 back of five, you know, like that's a lot still unaccounted for. Um, not, you know, like that's a lot of families with, um, missing, missing remains. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's, that's the story. It's short, um, but interesting. And again, kind of a little bit of a follow-up to, um, our previous coverage of this whole, um, Kim Jong-un, North Korea, um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, hope, I, I don't, I think, this, this idea that it puts everything back in our, I don't know that the ball is now in our court. Like, it seems like if this, no, if this is one of the things, yeah, court. yeah, I feel like if this is one of the things that he agreed to, then he's done one of the things that he agreed to. But that doesn't mean, I mean, that's just one thing. So, like, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more of that. that. What do so. we agree to to get them to do this? Well, remember from previous um, Newsworthy, um, whether there's uh, we are um, the sanctions that were in place um, are lifted. Are lifted, and um, but you know, so those are still there as I think a threat. They can always be placed, you know, okay. put back in place. Um, so, you know, but I'll be. I mean, I feel like it's clearly um, the onus remains on them to continue to whatever it is that they said that they're going to do, this being one of the things um, to continue to show and prove that they're serious this time. I mean, but I think the bigger thing is the denuclearization, which is, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like alongside this um, issue of uh, missing remains, are sort of like neck and neck in importance. I don't know what else is on the list, but like that's like the big right. one. 
um, yeah. that everybody's worried about and has, you know, reason to be concerned over. Yeah. So I'd rather see, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm glad for these um, 55 um, troops that have been returned and for whoever um, is related to them, who hopefully will be identified via these, you know, DNA analysis. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that'll be great. Um, so I'm happy for those families, um, ultimately. <clears throat> but um, I definitely, obviously, I think the bigger thing is um, the nuclear issue. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so that's my newsworthy for today. All right. Okay. Let's get to the foolishness. <laughs> so, yeah, although we already had some. We did. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so viral Vox. So mm-hmm. one of the big things that went viral this week, again, I'm not going to talk about it because we had enough um, <laughs> toxic masculinity foolishness last week with Kevin mm. Hart and Mike Epps and their yeah. non-funny selves. So there's a whole thing between Floyd Mayweather and um, 50 Cent um, and them going back and forth on Instagram and I don't have time for it. Um, I did... <laughs> I, apparently I had a little time for it because I followed it a little bit but okay. it just there's just no reason Floyd you know called 50 broke a whole lot and had different ways of calling him broke the funniest thing to me was after Floyd had a whole like um, paragraph about um, 50 Cent 50 Cent was like um, clearly someone wrote this for you because it's a known fact that Floyd May- Mayweather can't read or write really so um that was like <laughs> hilarious <laughs> so that's really funny but you know what um he is of, very very rich i was gonna say of all people read. to call broke 50 50 cent uh, vitamin water 50 cent he ain't broke <laughs> well according to floyd he's borrowed money from him he's not as liquid as he wants you to believe, like, 50's house has been on the market forever. He can't... So, like, he's, you know, he has like, things going on, but I will take 50 cent money any day. Like... Oh, my word. Yeah, he's still rich. You know, so... I mean, yeah, unless he's just seriously, like, squandered all that good money away, but I feel like, I don't know. It, I feel like the moves that he made um, with with that whole vitamin water thing and some other, like I read, had read this whole article about how like, you know, like a few like oh, did you financially. Mo- did, you, did you hear Mogul? Did you listen to Mogul <laughs> the podcast? Yes. <laughs> That's what it what? was. Yeah. That's where I got a lot of this information. So like all of that, like I was yeah, kind of like, like okay, he's really, really smart. To a podcast. Yeah. I listen to a so... podcast. That's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> I think I, I do that all the time. I'm like, I read it somewhere, but I actually heard it somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah it was on Mogul. Like, yeah. Okay. But you know, yeah, he made yeah. lots of like smart moves. So it would, it seemed, it, I would be surprised if he followed those smart moves by doing a bunch of dumb stuff. So, you know, yeah, not, not that it's not that it's unheard of, but still. It's not unheard of. But isn't he like an executive producer on Power, which is doing very well? Mm-hmm. He's on the show too, because, you know, why not put yourself on your show? Like, that's what everybody else does. Yep. Um, so yeah. So again, not going into that, but if you want to see it, 
All you got to do is just look on Instagram. You'll see the whole story. Go to the Shade Room, Ball Alert, all those places, all those children. All those children. That's a great comeback, though. That's a great comeback. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, because while I was reading, I was like, there's some big words being used and some <laughs> nouns and verbs and Floyd, yeah. And yeah, Floyd has a ghostwriter. Like, yeah, you got a ghostwriter. Like, Floyd, get out of here. Okay, so anyway. That's so, awesome. but my real viral box, even though like that went on way longer than I thought because it was hilarious, but still stupid. Um, don't need to give it to um, The Dancing Dentist Bay. I know you've seen this floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Um, Con- from Constantine Dental. Constantine. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. So he has got a lot of people very excited and wanting to go visit their local dentist, uh, Miss Dr. Rich Constantine, owner of Constantine Dental in Greenville, South Carolina. That's so right. Last week, you know, the viral box was about the In My Feelings Challenge. Mm-hmm. And he, his, you know, we didn't talk about his, but his was major. Again, like so many women on my timeline sharing it. Mm-hmm. And again, like trying to call and make um, dentist. Ooh, I have a feeling, I think, back here. Right, right. So apparently his um, In My Feelings Challenge attracted as of this afternoon, like when I looked, 64 million views. Whoa, that is bananas. He's the video has received, you know, has over 200,000 comments and close to 800,000 shares on Facebook. That is crazy. That is crazy. Right. And so it's like now because of all of this, his Facebook page has over 248,000 likes. That's And so, hysterical. of course, you know, I was like, are there even that many people in Greenville? Like, I know there are, but I'm like, really? <laughs> so, like, as one woman commented on it, she was like, I live in Mississippi. Why do I follow this page? I don't even follow dentists in my own <laughs> So, do you follow any dentist page? I mean, why would right? you? Like, what? That is hysterical. Yeah, so he's really leveraged this. His business has really been picking up. So good for him. I think he was on Good Morning America. And um, he's keeping it going. Like today, this afternoon, I think about 3 o'clock or so, he released a new dance challenge because Sierra released a song last week called Level Up. Have you seen it? Heard it? No. It's cute. There's one part, you know, it's kind of dumb, but like it's actually the part that's kind of like the challenge. But it's a cute little song. It's a little bit of a little ditty that's been in my head like all week. Okay. Um, it's a it's a good little beat. So the good doctor uh, shared his um, dance challenge today, and already had like over seventeen thousand comments and fifty over fifty thousand shares. So he's keeping it going. So good for business. They were saying that um, yeah, there's been a definite uptake in business since this has happened. So good for him. That's um, funny. Yeah. So it's, it's it's it was a cute thing. That's really and funny. Yeah, very good looking. So that doesn't hurt. He is a handsome man. Yeah, when you said the dentist, when you mentioned the dentist last week, I thought you were talking about him because I'd already seen that video. And then I saw the dentist that you meant. And I was like, oh, this is why she was like, dumb dentist video. Because I was like, oh, no, this one one was cute. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I was mentioning him last week. So I don't know. Okay. So yeah, so that was that one. That's 
been he went viral like for real for real yeah he really and, did um yeah you know what so... drove me crazy about the video though what he when he went to go do the little heart sign he makes a circle instead with his hands instead of a heart so what uh, yeah someone on one of the comments was saying like his the shape that he made looked more like an actual heart is the heart symbol oh god and then someone was saying that the v how he did it with the v neck yeah people are really paying attention close the v in like his um um scrubs like the top of it kind of makes the shape of the heart at the top so i was like y'all doing a whole lot oh that's a whole lot i was just so i was totally just distracted by his hands because i was like why are you making a circle instead of a heart yeah, I don't know. I think he was trying to concentrate too hard on his remember his step. So <laughs> he did fine. He did fine. So I'm not gonna. That's you know, funny. Give you into sorry because there is there was another doctor that I saw that did the level up challenge, and it was so hilarious to me because it was a black guy, like a younger black guy. I don't know if he was he a doctor or was he a PA. I can't remember. Anyway, he was in the hallway doing it and so you would see like nurses coming behind him in the hallway Mm -hmm. and like laughing and then there was like a lady who looked like a visitor holding like flowers or something and she just stopped and was looking it's like what is happening right now and then there was a nurse who was like peeping around the corner it was so funny I wish I could if I find it I'll like share it because this video had me cracking up because I was like, okay, they are really trying to, they're like, what, what, this is a hospital with sick people. Why are you dancing in the hallway? What is happening right here today? What's that is on? really funny. So, yeah, so that was, yeah, so we dancing more, more dancing, although. More um, dance challenges. Although Sierra's, because she's Sierra, hers is way more complicated than the Emma. <laughs> of course. And a lot more aerobic, so. Yeah, there's a lot of professional dancers and like right, and then the rest of the world. It. Yeah, not like everybody jumping out their cars or like oh gosh, like so dumb. Yes, yeah, so yeah, so okay, so that's it for viral Vox. So moving on to wait, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Just have a few things. The first thing I'm gonna do is just breaking. Um, this just came out like right before we um started taping um cardi b is not touring with bruno mars so cardi b was supposed had agreed to go on tour with bruno mars opening act i believe or like Mm -hmm. alongside him i think opening act um for bruno for his tour in the fall you know she just had baby culture Mm -hmm. and people were saying like that's not a lot of time but she was kind of like you know i could do it so today she um Issued a statement via Instagram. <laughs> okay. As of today, I've decided I won't be joining Bruno on tour this fall. I thought that after giving birth to my daughter that six weeks would be enough time for me to recover mentally and physically. I also mm-hmm. thought that I'd be able to bring her with me on tour, but I think I underestimated this whole mommy thing. Not okay. only am I not ready physically, I'm not ready to leave my baby behind since the doctors explained it's not healthy for her to be on the road. I hope you guys understand that this decision has been the hardest to make, but I have to do what's best for myself and my baby. Thank you, Bruno, for being so supportive and understanding. So okay. I'm so glad because, you know, she was out literally performing up until she dropped this baby. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad that she's like taking 
this time to like you know since you know she's not a woman who has to go back to work in six weeks who is not fully healed emotionally or physically to go back to work so she you know is in a position her and her husband financially to make this decision so good for her for doing good for her her body and for her family and like taking a break and like I'm so glad I'm glad too I think because you know like I'm sure you know the other people who could stand to you know she's fine but there are a lot of people who depend on her to make money who are not very happy about her decision but I'm glad that she made the decision that's best for her yeah no that's that's good I'm glad yeah perfect yeah so Good job, Cardi. Okay, Good job, Cardi. So You're not going to hear next... me say that often. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, next is about something you don't watch. So, this has to do with um, Insecure. Yes, okay. So, bye-bye, Lawrence. So, Lawrence played is a character by played by Jay Ellis. Okay. Kibai, um, who played um, Issa's um, she's Issa on the show and um, mm-hmm. in real life. So, who played Issa's live-in boyfriend of several years who had lost his job and was mm-hmm. basically an F-boy blah 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 blah. So yeah. But there are a lot of men who were quite fond of Lawrence and defended him. So there is a whole Lawrence Hive you know, you know supporters with the show. Anyway. <laughs> so wow. for quite, it, it was it was quite divisive. Um, so for quite some time, there's been some speculation about whether his character is going to return to the third season. Um, in an interview, I think with Angie Martinez, he had stayed on radio. He stated that they had already been filming and he doesn't know anything about it. So he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I don't think so. I don't know. What he's, I don't know anything that's going on. And so, you know, in recent weeks, he's been missing from the trailers and promotion from the show. Um, and at the end of, um, so yeah, so finally they had this big insecure, um, thing, um, this past weekend and Issa Rae finally confirmed that the new season would quote unquote explore life without Lawrence. Okay. So apparently, you know, in the last episode of season two, they did, they had this really nice like conversation and, you know, had closure in their apartment and. You know, it was like a nice, like, ending, like, you know, blah, 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 you know, we're moving mm-hmm. on kind of thing. Okay. After a whole season of them kind of trying to get back at each other and get back together and then not working out, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff and other people okay. getting involved and like a lot of mess. They kind of like ended with like, yeah, like this went left. We don't know how it went left, but it did. This is not what we thought it would be, blah, blah, blah. And like, it came, seemed to kind of end good. So okay. fans are like up and up war about him. Um, somebody on my um, timeline was like, "I can't believe this!" Yeah, da, da, da. and you know, so people were like, "Yeah, we could like get like an alternate timeline of what he's doing." I'm like, "Don't nobody care about Lawrence." <laughs> I was like, "Now Jay Ellis, that's a different story. Like the actor, yeah, right. He's fine. He's cute." But I don't care about no Lawrence. I don't care about Lawrence's little pitiful little storyline. <laughs> and, it's, and it's her show. It's about her and her friends. And so uh, people are like, they're not going to watch it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And it's all this kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, 
Lawrence. Again, don't nobody care about him. Right. So uh, people asked, you know, Issa what she thought about, you know, the fan reaction. And she said, I don't care. Um, yeah, that's what she said. Okay. So, I, I don't care. And then she went on to say, we want to stay as true to life as possible. They had a great conversation at the end of the season. And it was just about like, hey, she's moving on. Sometimes we have those conversations. You never see the exes again. And it's okay. Like, right. that's life. And that how is many life. times do you say that? Like, yes, yeah, like, you break up with someone, and that's it. You may get an occasional uh, Facebook message or some, you block them and, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Man. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, like, I do. keep it moving. So, it's like, you know, we, we're not doing this. We're this done. And darn this social media yeah. stuff that gives you a way to get back in contact with me again we're not doing this no more yeah some doors just need to be shut tight they shut tight and that's just the way it is so and it's okay it's okay that is life yes so um that's insecure news and that, i think it starts the first week august 7th or something like that like first week in august so okay. i'll be catching that soon i know you don't watch but Mm-mm. I'm curious. I like to see what the girls are doing. Okay, so the next one is also last story. Also, um, about one of my favorite little TV shows. You know that you always talk like can't believe I watch or not can't believe I watch, but like you're like, oh my god, it's so stupid. Um, Married <laughs> at First Sight. Oh God, yes. Okay, so ma- season seven of Married at First Sight started. Season a seven, good lord! Season season seven, and I think four of the couples are still married. Four out of how many? Out of like twenty-one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but those are four people who would not have met each other otherwise. So True. yeah, so four out of the seven are still married. So um. Yeah, so, and and two of them from season one. So, that, okay. you know, season one, they did something right. I think they would have had all three, but I think the, this is the black lady. I think she wasn't truthful about what she wanted. Like, mm. she said she wanted a traditional man and this and that, but you're like, okay, if you want a traditional man, you know that means you got to cook and clean, girl. <laughs> and you don't know how to cook. So... That ain't that don't work. That's not how that works. Yeah, because the so, traditional man usually wants a traditional woman, right? To, so, to go with his traditional stuff. Yes. <laughs> so you can't have all the good stuff about a traditional man. Like, um, I'm the provider. You can stay at home, and then you like, yeah, like that's not how that work, girl. So she wasn't Mm-mm. truthful or realistic about what she wanted. And I think that was part of the problem. But anyway, but yeah, so whatever. So, That's hysterical. Yeah, so they have three couples, um, all like super cute. I'm like trying to figure out um, which ones are gonna stay together right now. Like there was no big like, oh my god, I hate him or her. She's ugly. He's ugly. She's weird. None of that. They all like miss, you know, kind of immediately thought each other was cute and like liked each other and were very like nice or whatever. Okay. So that's kind of different. Some seasons like that hasn't always been the case. Um, they weren't all physically attracted. So all these couples are physically attracted. Um, and so the first episode is like 
the wedding. Um, no, the first episode is them like kind of telling them that they're, you know, they got picked, them picking out rings, telling their family. And then the next episode is like the wedding. They're prepping for the wedding. The first episode, the second episode is the wedding. And the third episode is like the honeymoon. Okay. So, um, one of the couples, there's a black man. Um, he used to be a former um, college basketball player. I think he played overseas. And his name is Tristan Thompson. Not the Tristan Thompson that's married to Khloe Kardashian. Not married or had a baby by Khloe Kardashian. He's another Tristan Thompson, if you will. Um, and there was some controversy with Tristan, too, because during his interview, he said that he didn't want to date, he didn't want to marry anyone who was darker than him. And oh. so, yeah, so that caused a little uproar um, mm-hmm. with people. Um, and it also had, the, there's a pastor on there who does some counseling, Pastor Cal. And he kind of talked about that and was kind of like, you seem kind of shallow. Um, and Pastor uh-huh. Cal has also come out to tell, you know, to talk about how, like, about interracial couples on the show and how, like, a lot of the black men who do this show don't want black women. Hmm. Um, and he's like, but the white women don't want black men. So he's like, but the white women don't want y'all. So there was like a whole like wow yeah thing like that. He talked about you know like race and whatever on the show. So that was like a little side that was interesting. So Tristan, I was already looking at him sideways because of that. I'm like, hmm, who they got? So and I feel like him saying he wanted someone lighter in him was kind of saying he wanted a white woman maybe because he's a pretty light guy. But without saying I would like a white woman, so. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, he was just trying to get around that. So they matched him with this biracial woman mm-hmm. who is Indian and black. Okay. And um, she looks more Indian than anything. Her sister looks a little darker, but they, she just looks Indian. And um, Like a know, fair-skinned Indian woman? No. Like, Cause if she's mixed with black, then she's going to be on the browner side. She's brown, but not. she wasn't too brown. Like from what the, how they had her makeup, she was like about okay. his complexion, I think. So yeah, because so, it could have went it because her mother's dark, so it could have went mm-hmm. like, either way. And his mother's dark, which was just like that drives me nuts. Oh wow, yeah. And so I think you know when he comes out, like you know she's not there. He sees like this black woman. You know he doesn't see her dad yet, but he sees this dark woman. He's like, hey, I said I want. <laughs> Right. What part of lighter than me? Yes. Do y'all not understand? This black mama right here. So anyway, so he was just already, I'm just like, I don't wish good things for you because you're horrible. Um, He's doing too much, yeah. He's doing way too much. So he matched with this girl. You know, their whole thing was like they're like really both religious and she goes to Bible studies and all this kind of stuff. So their faith is kind of like the overarching thing that the experts kind of had to put them together and their sense of humor. Okay, so that's I blah blah blah. So third episode, they're on their way to their honeymoon. They all, all the couples are going to Cancun, uh-huh. and she was detained at the airport. Oh, so apparently she had a warrant that was issued for her arrest what? Uh, on three counts of stalking and one count of oh. unauthorized card use. And interestingly oh. enough. It was issued in Monroe, Louisiana by Washita County. So I thought that was a little interesting. I was like, what? I was like, Washita County? And I was like, Monroe, what? Okay. 
Those, those are your people. Those my people. I was like, what, what she doing out there? So she was held in custody for two days. And you just kind of see him on the episode going like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. He didn't know anything. And so, uh, of course, the producers had to, you know, they showed him what the warrants were or whatever. <clears throat> um, the, um, all that. And the producers are also stressing that the warrant came in a day after they ran her background check to try to cover themselves because this is like a serious issue, especially like the stalking and, you know, fraud basically. And like you are setting this person up with another person like who could, you know, is a criminal or whatever. Like this is like y'all didn't do y'all due diligence. So, you know, they're trying to cover their behind so Mm -hmm. oh my word that's crazy yeah so she spent two days in custody before she was released and she said that she didn't know anything about the warrant um and they released her after she was attained the airport because washita parish um declined to extradite her so um apparently this is her they were um Filed the complaints were fi- there were fi- two complaints filed with the police in Monroe in 2017 and two more in 2018 by her ex boyfriend Jared Evans. It said the two broke up in during Christmas of 2016, um, and he claimed that she kept showing up at his place at his home and his place of employment. Um, he filed a second report because allegedly she kept calling him and texting him and showing up at his house. Whoa. And as late as January of this year, mind you, oh. this taping and marriage happened in March of this year. Oh. So as late as January of this year, she um, texted him via Facebook the day after Christmas to tell him that she got him a gift. So apparently she got herself an iPhone, two protection plans, and um, charged it to him. So it was like $1,400 of like stuff that she bought using his, um, I guess his Amazon account. So yeah, so that's all the story. So back to Tristan. So she's finally released after two days. And so then it's like her story. Her story makes absolutely no sense. It just sounds super fishy. So she told him and the show um, that it was a case of mistaken identity. Um, her car was stolen and all her personal information was in there. She claimed the police said it was identity theft theft, and whoever stole her car also used her information. At first, she claimed that the name of the guy who filed the complaint didn't even ring a bell. And then she was like, she knows of him through mutual friends. So she can't even get that straight. And so the wait, so she's saying that the ex-boyfriend is not her ex-boyfriend? Right, she's saying, at first she said that his name doesn't ring a bell, and then she's saying she knows him through mutual friends. So she changed her story. First she said she didn't know him. Okay, got it. And then she says, oh, she knows him through mutual friends. And so Tristan confused. He was like, why would anyone go through all this trouble? It doesn't make any sense. Um, It says you ordered the gift with his card. Um, But in the end, he chose to believe her because the charges were dropped. Um... And he said, if you say it's not true, it's not true. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. that ain't how that works. That is not how that works. So, <laughs> you say it ain't true, you might be lying. <laughs> right. So in future scenes of the show, apparently she 
um, told some really big lie, and he's like, I don't know how I can trust her anymore. It's such a breach. So apparently, um, there was another big lie, and it was kind of funny because in the first episode, her sister was very, very against her doing this, and she's mm-hmm. like, Why are you doing this? It's a stranger. I don't want you to get hurt again. So we know, like, it was so, like there was some like really bad breakup. But mm-hmm. now this kind of puts this in contact with her sister. Like, like apparently she went crazy. Her dad got her out of this situation, mate, possibly. And now they're like, we don't want you to go there mentally like you went before kind of thing. So I'm thinking, like, it's just totally different things. So this is going to be ugly, but I guess not too ugly because they're airing it. Because, like, no, no one gets hurt, apparently. Because, you know, if there was, they wouldn't be showing it. I guess I not. Would hope. Yeah, well, I would hope. Ooh, sounds horrible. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a person. I know there have been some issues about, like afterwards about people, but like I've never seen like the stalking and and all that. And I feel like if it was if it was a man, they would not have moved forward with this. I think they would have cuz I feel like they would consider it more dangerous than this woman. But um I guess so. so. The whole thing seems crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, girl. Yeah, I don't. This is not the last time this is going to be brought up. So this should be interesting. Hmm. I'll be watching. Hope you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's strange. That's That's nuts. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I don't. I just you know. And the thing is, you know, if she's into. Like, if her uh, mom is Indian and she wants to have an arranged marriage, isn't that like, sure, her mom could have hooked her up. She didn't have to go on TV. No, her dad is Indian. Her mom oh, well, from even better. Tobago, I think. Even better. Her dad could have hooked her up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it seems like it's not like there's, they're, you know, they're coming from But, a... you know, she's not really desirable, though, because she is mixed. I think it might be a little harder for him to do that. Hmm. I could see that. From what I understood, like, it's, you know, like, your complexion, your money, like, mm-hmm. all of that weighs into how valuable you are in that kind of arrangement. So, Okay. Yeah. Maybe. My very, very limited knowledge of... Arranged Indian marriages arranged in marriages. India? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Terrific. Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, that I've gained from knowing one person who was involved in one and a couple of documentaries. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Some really deep research there. That's terrific. Oh, my God. Sister. Oh, yeah. You are, you are an expert. Yep. Yep. You are definitely an expert. That's how that works. That's how that works. By 2018 Instead? standards, yep. Oh my mm-hmm. God, by 200, 2000, 200, 2018, <laughs> I can't even think. By 2018 standards, yes, I am savant. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> I'm a wizard. You're a wizard, Kristen. <laughs> I found this great, um, what is it called? Um, e. I think it's Entertainment Weekly. They have this thing called Binge. And they review, They did all of the Harry Potter movies. And they had, like, great interviews. Because I was like, who is this podcast? And I was like, oh, it's Entertainment 
Entertainment Weekly. That is why they're able to get like interviews with like oh, real right. people. Oh, that's so they cool. Had, like, Dean, they had like Professor Umbridge, they had Luna. Oh, like, nice. They had Christopher Columbus was the first episode. <laughs> what? Yes! I was like, okay, this is awesome. So they talked about like, the movies, they're super fans, and like, have an interview. So it was like super cool. I loved it. So EW's binge. Binge, okay. Yeah, so I'm like all into the Harry Potter thing for the past couple of days. That was one of the things I was listening to. Interesting. I'm going my personal thing. So yeah, I've been like deep diving into like trying to find a podcast, another podcast to listen to mm-hmm. besides my old faithfuls. Mm-hmm. And you know, I talked about everything's alive. I'm still waiting for a new episode. I'm like, oh my god, like they're gonna lose me if they don't hurry up and like drop. Are they gonna thing. lose you? All- <laughs> they're gonna lose me. Wow, over a week, almost two weeks now. So you're gonna um, unsubscribe. Yes, if they don't watch it. You're such um, a little crazy person. Shut up. And the other one was, oh my god, it was called Cover Up. It's totally like... Oh, weird. I've already finished listening to it since you recommended it. Oh, I didn't even know that I did. Oh yeah, I did. I forgot. See, I did talk to you this week. No, that was... You told me about that over the weekend. I haven't talked to you since Saturday. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, Sure. <laughs> I'm like, I know that I haven't talked to you. Okay, fine, God. Um, so yeah, so that was interesting, right? Whoa, yeah, it's really good. Go ahead, tell us about it. Okay, so cover up is about um um blah, 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 Ted Kennedy and the whole um Chappaquiddick incident. Mm-hmm. And when I share this with uh, cause you know it's like this like the anniversary of it. The mm-hmm. movie came out not too mm-hmm. long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of reemerged as a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it kind of as a feature podcast, I like looked at, I started listening to it. It was so good because I was telling Andrea earlier, I was like, the only thing I know, like I kind of knew like a little, like it happened. It was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But like my only frame of reference was my dad, like hearing my dad say like over the years, well, you know, the only reason why Ted Kennedy didn't become president was because of Chapel Quiddick. And like, basically that is like mm-hmm. all I knew about it, like, but not like the details mm-hmm. you know, about the situation. And it's just bananas. It is. And it just makes me so just, oh, just so upset. And it, and it kind of made me think about, like, I guess redemption, too. Like, if you do, like, other things later in your life, does it make up for horrible things that you did earlier? Like, you know, I'm just, just kind of like, ugh, ugh. It was I don't gross. know. I mean, what I think for me, the whole thing that, well, one of the, one of the big things that stood out was just how... Um, you know, you always hear, I've, you know, I've heard people, you know, refer to the whole Kennedy curse thing. Mm-hmm. And when they put this in context in terms of the timeline of everything that had happened up until this point, and then you fast forward to even like, you know, um, John Jr. and the plane crash. And, you know, like, it does really like feel like, God, this family 
whether by their own hand or by fate or whatever, like has like a dark cloud over them, you know? But it's also like another thing, like remember we were talking about like having large families, like they are an extremely large family. Like, you know, was it Robert Kennedy had like nine children or something like that? Like they're a huge family. Mm -hmm. So like the more people, like more incidents are going to have, they're going to happen. And they're also very like, not daredevils, but like very like adventurous people. And so they do things that other people I think wouldn't do. Like the kind of, I think they have like the kind of like rich fearlessness. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the other thing that kind of like puts them in these situations. But yeah, it it does seem like there's like a curse. But I think a lot of it is like by their own doing. No, I think a lot of it is by their own doing for sure. But it's just it's I it was just interesting to me just to kind of like line it all up because you know you have the the two assassinations you have. Um, this whole situation with this girl um, and this car accident and, you know, like what, what is it that happened? Like the mystery, the unsolved portion of this, which is so sad. So for the never going to know because everyone's dead. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And the fact that, yeah, there was never a deathbed confession. Cause I do feel like there was, a, I think there was a, con- a contingent of people who thought he'll, you know when he was sick that he would reveal something on his deathbed um and he was like nope taking it to the grave or whatever you know and so and then you know obviously imagine what other kennedy secrets i mean like i'm sure this is a family of secrets it is like i think this is probably the probably one of the minor (laughs) like things i mean yeah but um, and what also you know listening to the whole the the story as it was retold on this podcast, um, which was again was really well done. Um, the whole um, what made me really sad was the factor of uh, Joe Kennedy and how uh, toxic uh, like you know father figure he was um, in this family and how much um, this you know I mean I think how how much his the way that he imposed his will on his children in particular his sons and then you know but the whole story of the was it Eleanor is that the daughter who with the lobotomy no Rosemary Rosemary I was like it's an older name Rosemary um just you know that whole story of Rosemary and the frontal lobotomy and the hiding her away and how that affected the siblings and this whole idea of just even being scared that like you know when if you're not if you're not up to snuff or if you're not if you don't do as they say this is the kind of power that he wields or whatever you know um just all of it like it made me really sad for them just as people in a family unit existing um in this way that that definitely i think guided a lot of their decisions and the things that they you know, like if you have, because, you know, I, I don't know, like, honestly, when I think about all the facts of the case, or at least the facts that are known, and all the different stories, it's just, it, it I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, you know, probably just an accident. But like, if you were brought up thinking that you, you know, like that you're already like the less, the least desirable of your siblings and not the one who's, you know, being counted on to do anything or the one who always makes mistakes or is, you know, is kind of lesser than the rest. And, and then you end up making this huge mistake that you do end up treating it 
really stupidly or like making, you know, like covering it up mm-hmm. in response to that, not in response to that you actually like did anything wrong necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the part that I was sort of just like, gosh, so much of this is like a spinoff of his, um, of Joe's, you know, like just horrible, like parenting. <laughs> Yeah, so the whole thing was like, okay, all my the three brothers that like you know, you know, Joe's Joe's dead, Jack is dead, Robert's dead. Like now we're stuck with you, like the one who never had any plans for, the one that got kicked out of college, one was always in trouble. Like you know, like you're the fat one, you're this, you're you know, like Mm -hmm. we no one believes that you're capable of anything kind of thing mm-hmm. and then all of this being thrust upon him and then like yeah like continuing to mess up <laughs> like like this right. is what you do and so yeah like I totally yeah see how like if I was a person who this is my identity this is how I grew up that yeah my first phone call would be to like my friends and not like oh let me call the police yeah yeah like which would be like all the people around him like the natural response right call the police i can't call the police i'm a kennedy like this is blah 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 and all the people in the town who are like oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 this is what happens with the kids Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah i i'm with you on this the whole story the whole story itself is a fascinating story and you know there's the unsolved uh, mystery aspect of it then there's the whole kennedy ambience i mean it's like the perfect it's it's the perfect podcast um it was it was so weird because it was like a people magazine thing which i was just like i don't know about this but it was very well done it it was very well done and i just like in the produced like some very yeah some very interesting things like i always wonder about this like the the boiler, what are they called? The boiler room girls. The boiler room girls. And all the interviews, like the fact, like what this party was, like that seemed weird, and like how they were portrayed, and um, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, you can't be mad at people having a opinion about this when there's like a bunch of married men and a bunch of single young women. Like the appearances are again, the optics are the optics. Whether you guys were doing anything. Mm-hmm. untoward or not but mm-hmm. just having like those women speak was very interesting too um yeah it was interesting to hear from them and i just thought you know i mean it's such a different time you know that you know that it was the way the way uh, news was generated and what was put out mm-hmm. nationally was always going to be the stuff that was the most scandalous salacious. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most salacious. Exactly. Good word choice. Um, Thank y'all. Uh, so, yeah, it was, you know, so it was nearly impossible for them to not be um, portrayed as these party girls or, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, because it just Blue played into this. Whole, yeah, because it played into the whole Kennedy mystique and the mm-hmm. whole... Uh, you know, th- that they also were a bunch of philanders and, you know, right. that that's, that's a reputation that they kind of each all had for themselves anyhow. So, I mean, and he did, I mean, Ted Kennedy did have very, several affairs that's right. documented. Um, so it was a, it, annulment too, right? Didn't he, wasn't he one with the annulment after I think he had a kid or something? Oh, that I don't know. 
Okay. Possible. I thought that was him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, I mean, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating story and just, um, you know, I mean, I, I do think it's one of those like, no, we will never know what actually happened um, to uh, Mary Jo. Um, okay. I can't think. I, yeah, I, I can't say her last name. I can never pronounce her last name, even though I heard it like a million times. I heard it a million times, but Mary Jo, which is just so sad. Oh, and oh, the other podcast was um, Fateful jo- Voyage about um, Natalie Wood. Oh, the Natalie Wood thing. Oh, mm. God. And That's another interview- one. Yeah, I was like, this is like, it reminded me, it, it has her sis- interviews with her sister. Mm, I'm gonna have to check that out mm-hmm. the whole I, I I remember my um that was that's definitely one story that I think makes me think of my parents because they were very much um into uh well my dad really loved Natalie Wood and they were both very into the whole like celebrity of her and um Robert Wagner Robert Wagner and um and when she died I remember I mean I remember them talking about it um and um so yeah and then the crazy thing that detail um that what's his face the crazy uh, actor Chris Walken Chris that Walken. Chris Walken was there on the boat yeah I remember we talked about this in an earlier episode because they yes. opened the case and like yes. I never knew that but that was no thing about the case but we were like much younger when this happened so oh, I was I was I was tiny yeah, but that the scared case, the mess like, out of me. I was like, <laughs> I was like Christopher Walken anywhere. <laughs> I think it's the most frightening thing. Somebody I don't want to be alone on a boat with. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone in, in the a mall room. with a Christopher Walken. <laughs> right. In a room. In a theater. No, ma'am. He is scary. Just a strange man, and this oh, like so does nothing to. Yeah, but they have some kind of like crazy stories, and I was like, I don't know about all that, but um, yeah, I was like, so I don't know if if I'm gonna like this one or not, but I was like, okay, I'm interested. So I'm interested. So, yeah. You've got my attention. So yeah, so me, all I've been doing this week is working, playing games. <laughs> um, Working and playing games and listening to podcasts. Like, okay. that has been my week, and I have to get back to work. Well, I've been working from here, but I mean, like, I have to get out into the world. Right. Right. This weekend. I'm supposed to do like this um, tiny house orientation thing. Oh, so very can, good. Um, be a tiny house ambassador. Nice. In coming months. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah, so nice. that's about it. Okay, yeah, I kind of went right into my let's be personal, which again had nothing to do about my personal life, more about like my personal entertainment life. But that's how it is sometimes with us. Okay, All right, what's up? Fair enough. Um, okay, let's get personal for me. Um, let's see. So it's uh, my second week of running um, and doing mm-hmm. my whole running schedule. So I'm very proud of myself because I'm two weeks in and keeping up with my early morning runs. I'm doing, like I said last week, I'm doing three runs a week. So um, so I did it this week again um, successfully, and that's going really well. I'm up to 2.4 miles. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, awesome. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. Um, also, I'm, my goal is to get to four miles so that um, I can keep it at three runs a week and, you know, a total, obviously a total of 12, 12 miles a week. That's where I used to be. So I just am trying to get back to that 12 miles a week. Um, so I'm super excited about that um, and glad that it's going well. My My heel and my ankle are doing pretty well. They're definitely... I have two days in a row that I run, then take a break, and then a third day that I run. Um, and after that second day in a row, it's definitely a little, like, sore. I've been having to ice yeah. it and stuff. But, I mean, it's not – I'm not incapacitated, and it's not bad. So um, okay. I'm pretty happy about that. So that's really good. And um, let's see. What else? Oh, um, I did go to the movies last week. And I saw three identical strangers. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really, um, it's a crazy story. It's basically, it's more of a documentary style. I didn't, um, there's parts of it that are um, acted out, um, but very much kind of like, um, but most of it is face-to-face uh, -face interviews with the actual people in the story. And are you aware of what, what it's about? You tell me when I last time I talked to you. Okay. So, so yeah. It was Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it was Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. It's basically um, three, um, three guys who are triplets, but they don't know it. They've each been adopted and each been brought up by separate, completely separate families. Um, and it's the story of how they all find each other, how the first two find each other and how as a result of that um the third one finds them um and none of them knew that they had um you know siblings uh, siblings much less um identical um, um identical a siblings triplet. yeah triplets um so it was it's it's crazy the story is crazy it's infuriating um in a lot of ways um and um and sad this happened in the united states yeah, it ha it's in New York. Happened hmm. uh and it's in um it happened um it takes place or the the bulk of the like them meeting up as kind of like uh teen like late teens is happening in the early 80s. Um and so then obviously but then the you know they like tell back the story and go into the you know when they were born and um the there's a whole like crazy controversy around the uh, adoption agency um that took care of all the these adoptions there's um there's it's i, I don't want to give it away because that's part of the mystique of the documentary is kind of like tuning in and being like wait what you know like that moment of like hold on it's so it's just crazy. Like, it's a crazy, crazy story. Um, it starts mm -hmm. off very lighthearted with their whole, like, how they found each other, which is very, like, crazy, a crazy story in and of itself. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, but just more, like, fun and, you know, um, just, I, you, this is incredible. And then um, it gets deeper into the whole background of the whole thing. And that's where it gets really wild and disturbing. Um, so I highly recommend Three Identical Strangers. It's, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, good storytelling for sure. And, um, and just kind of, yeah, you just kind of walk out of there shaking your head. It's, it's crazy. 
Um, so that's my uh, movie recommendation um, for the week. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm super tired today. I'm, this week we've been doing interviews. We have two um, positions that are open in our department. And so we've done, we did two back-to-back interviews today. We did two back-to-back interviews the other day. Um, and it's just exhausting. <laughs> just the emotional energy that it takes to, you know, really invest and, you know, hear from people and, you know, and then, and then kind of the, the stress as a department, as we try to make a decision about who to hire, um, to fill these two positions. Um, it's a whole, it's a whole lot. So, so yeah, so I'm just a little bit like, you know, um, sleepy tonight. And then, um, I am looking forward my niece, Jenna, is in town. She's been at this uh, worship, uh, vineyard worship conference summit. I don't know what it is, but it's... Um, she's Didn't been, she already go to something somewhere else? She's, she, this is like what she does now. She attends like vineyard conferences all over the city, all over the country. Um, okay. so, um, like, didn't she just go somewhere? That's why she didn't house sit for you. Yeah. She was just in uh, Minnesota. Okay. Um, she got back from that and then was home for a couple weeks. And then she, uh, her father drove her down to attend this thing on Monday. Um, and so she's, there's, um, it's hosted by a local a vineyard church um and so she stayed with a host family this whole week and then tomorrow i am she's either getting dropped off here or maybe i'll be picking her up i have no idea because she's 16 going on 17 and the like least communicative person <laughs> that i know well, for no on for the planet less communicative to you not her friends oh no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, yeah, this does not include anyone who is within like, you know, 12 to maybe 36 months of her age, but anybody else outside of that age range? Um, yeah. No. It's kind of funny because I've been dealing with um, my cousin and like someone I grew up with, daughter, who were both having how the college students having housing issues in Atlanta, their parents both reached out to me mm-hmm. and I've been communicating with the girls and it's just so weird how they communicate. Like I was like, I don't understand. Cause like, there'll be a sense of urgency. Then I'll like, you know, text them, then nothing. Right. And then they'll text me out of blue. And I'm just like, um, okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening, but okay. If you need something, okay. You'll get back to me, I guess. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, little girl, you need, like, as as of right now, it's like now nine o'clock on the night before that she's presumably supposed to be coming over here. I don't know what time she's supposed to be here. She's going to an hour before it's time. Are you going to work? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to be at work. So she needs to, (laughs) she needs to let me know what the hell she's doing well in (laughs) advance, because those of us who are adults in this world and are busy with the work of adulting um, are not at her beck and call and also um, not going to be home to just, you know, 
let you in. So figure it out. Well, I mean, yeah, she can sit on the doorstep and wait for me to get home. That's always not. No. Mm-hmm. I promise you. So yeah, so she uh, owes me a phone call or a text message, which I have yet to receive. And, um, you know, and I live in a gated community, so it's not like you can just drive up in here. So you might want to figure out who's dropping you off so that they can get called into the security guard. These things. These things. Um, So, yeah. So she better hope I don't have a busy morning. Because if I do, I will not be at my phone. So. But if and when she ever gets here, which is doubtful at this point, um. I'll be hanging out with her tomorrow evening because her mom's not picking her up till Saturday. So, yes, it will be fun if and when she ever gets here. She's busy. She's living her life. She has things Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, she's going to be living on the sidewalk for a few hours. She will not, Maria, she will not know that she would not do that to your daughter. Look... I didn't get birth. Okay. Wow. 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 That is what I tell people. I was like, I'm not going to do anything to ruin their character, but um, I'm just going to keep them alive. So that's my job. That's my job. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to negatively impact their character, but Mm-mm. we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I'm it. I'm auntie. I'm auntie. I'm auntie's all about the good times. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mhm. You gotta show up. You gotta yep. show up for the good time. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> so anyhow, that's what I've got going. That's pretty much it. Um. Yeah, I don't have like much going on this weekend. I'm gonna continue to do this until Saturday, maybe. Okay. Ooh, and you know what? I got a new, uh, I got a new robot. What are you talking about? I got a new Roomba. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say DJ Roomba. Rosie Roomba. Okay, I'll tell you what. What you call it? Calls it what? Coke calls theirs. What? Rebecca. <laughs> you did tell me that. I love that. I love Rebecca. That is hysterical. Oh uh, that, that is shit. terrific. So funny. I love it. Yeah, I got a new Roomba and it's so fun. I gave my old one away to one of my coworkers. To the magician. Um, He deserves it. And so, yeah, no, he's totally a gadget guy. And I, um, there was nothing wrong with my old one, but the new one was on sale and it has like some fun, like high tech stuff that it does. Like you can control it remotely from your phone. Um, so totally stupid stuff, like obviously, like not something that like. But I've used it several hey, times this week. If you have a Roomba, like you're all these things are going to be first world problems. We're not talking about. Oh, absolutely, things, first yeah. world problems. But it cleans so well, like, and it's you know, again, I have the dog and the cat, both of who, whom mm-hmm. have copious amounts of fur, um, yes. and like to shed it everywhere. So I got the new Roomba. And in celebration of the new Roomba, both she and he went to go to get baths and get groomed this weekend. So they were fresh and clean. The house is fresh and clean. And it's just all an all-out effort to remain fresh and clean. 
so fresh and so clean, clean. With our Roomba. Rosie. Roomba. Rosie. Not Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Not Rebecca. But I like Rebecca. Oh my gosh. So silly. <laughs> it actually, the app that you use to turn her on and off from remotely, it um, asks you to name her. Or him. I guess it could be a, it's, it's a robot. It, it asks you to name it. A man's not going to sweep the floors. No. <laughs> I could have, it could have been Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Roomba. Robbie Roomba. You know, Robbie cleaning the floors. I know, Robbie um, cleaning the floors. Robbie can clean the floors, too. Mm-hmm. Robbie he can, can, but he, he can, but he ain't. No. Wow. <laughs> why do I sound so angry? I'm not yeah, really why are you angry. Why are you so angry? <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't come across as, like, anti-men, but I was like, I'm really not. I love men. Love it a lot. But, yeah, um, I was gonna say you have you actually have a a um a bulk of very good men in your life. I do. They're super awesome. So I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. You, you know, and the only to... time like I'm negative is about the trifling celebrities, like because they are doing some trifling things out there. They do. They Thank are. God I don't. I don't have any of those in my life. You know, we don't know. Actually, I don't really know any of those personally either. I'm. Again, yeah. like in everything I try to do, I was like, I am the poorest, I'm the most trifling, least educated person that I hang around. Uh uh-uh. uh. You're dumb. <laughs> you are crazy. I always try to level up and I always try to figure out people who are better than me. <laughs> that is the name of the game. It is. You surround yourself with good people. So again, like people who use the word "hark" in um text messages. Did you see that on Facebook? I did. I was like, "Who is she talking about?" Uh, Bestie did. This. Oh, okay. She was telling a story about something that uh, Cupcake did, and uh, I and, like she did it like a uh, uh, like a plague, like in you know like. Cupcake, da, 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 da. and then like she had like hark. <laughs> I was like, what? Hark. And then like, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, like this is like a screenplay. Like, what are you? Doing? Right. Why are you sending me a script? <laughs> Why are you sending me a script? It was hilarious though, but I could see it because it was a whole. Because she has antics. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, wait. she's just always involved in something. Always doing something. Busy babies. Busy. Crazy. All right, girl. I need All right, to girl. go to bed. I do have some stuff to do in the morning, but I'm sleeping in. Ooh, ooh. Oh, good for you. I am not. Oh, I'm finally getting my hair done. Lord Jesus, thank you. Well, you got it kind of done. You got a... The... Girl, no. You know Dry Bar be playing. Oh. Dry Bar... You're out there so yeah, playing Drea games. Yeah, got that, um, that dry bar as an option here. <laughs> it, dry bar barely as an option, yes. But they, <laughs> they make me mad every time, which is why like, I only go to dry bar on the very off chance that I happen to miss my own hair appointment for some reason. And this last week was really just a complete head fart on my part. Um, so yeah, I went to dry bar and they, as usual, 
did, did you say a, a head fart? Head fart. That's oh, brain thing. fart. <laughs> I had a brain fart about brain fart. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You're like, hold on. Oh, That's so not right. Pregnant? That's that, right. <laughs> I had a brain fart about brain fart. <laughs> oh, she whiz. Okay. <gasps> Again, it's late and I'm tired. Leave me alone. It's even later here and I'm more tired. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not because you didn't actually do anything today. Let the I record did show. do something. You didn't go to work and work eight hours, eight and a half. I was which is what I ended up doing. I worked from home. I worked from my bed. I did. Okay, yeah, don't. See, stop. I worked from my bed, period. Stop. I nope. did, but I no, did lots of okay. stuff. I scheduled, scheduled showings. Oh, and, Man, your you know, thumbs must be exhausted. They are. Mm-hmm. Social media content. Mm, thumbs. Trying to get more. Um, do you have some ice packs for your thumbs? In fact, I do, Miss Smarty Pants. You cannot <laughs> um, mm-hmm. belittle mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Carpal Tunnel. Serious. Uh-huh. It's very, very serious. serious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I know people who've had to have operations. Uh-huh. Sure. Procedures. Um, Procedures. Yeah. Appointments. Appointments. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know. Ibuprofen. Yes. All those things. Mm-hmm. I had to take some of that the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. don't try to rain on my parade just because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm living my life. I'm, I'm working from bed. Like, I have jobs that I can do for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not all the time, remotely. Mm-hmm. I spent a, quite a lot of time in my car when I mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. sure. Yes, I've been at home and eating semi well. And um, yeah, it's been great. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Vegetables and rice, chicken. Delicious. Mm-hmm. I need more vegetables in my life. All this yes, fried you chicken. Do. All this fried chicken. Oh, God, Atlanta and the chicken. Atlanta and the chicken. And then the fish. I've been eating like fried fish. Oh, my God. Oh, you're There's just this... making bad choices. I'm not this week. I okay, mean, good. A couple of dessert things, but like the food has been healthy food. But yeah. So oh my bad. god. I know. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, you're horrible. Okay, with the food. Otherwise, I love you. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do right. this. Enough. Bye. Enough. Bye. Hey, my line. What's your line? Enough. Let's do this. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> no, you were like, enough. I just only said enough. Okay, whatever. Girl, get off my phone. Get off my phone. Kill <laughs> the music. <laughs> Bye. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Please subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. 
questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle, email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.